Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Homestead Journey podcast. My name is Brian Wells. I am coming to you from 3B Farm and Homestead here in beautiful upstate New York. And this is episode number 136. On today's episode, I have a huge announcement. It's an an announcement that's been several months in the making. I've alluded to it in the past, and I am so excited to finally make that announcement here on the podcast. However, before we get into that, let me just briefly bring you up to speed with what has been happening here on 3B Farm and Homestead this week. been a very busy week here on the homestead as well it seems like every week is a busy week here on the homestead on last week's episode i had shared with you that i had hoped to get a few things done sunday evening when things had cooled off in part that involved putting up some fencing around the raised bed garden as well as putting up some trellising for my grapes and i am Happy to report that both of those things did in fact take place. I did get that fencing up around the raised bed garden, and I think it's working. I don't want to jinx myself. I have not been up there yet today. In fact, I just got home from my mom's side's family reunion. That's always the weekend of the 4th of July. We spent the day with my mom's family always a great time, always great to see them. Many of them were very instrumental in influencing me from a very young age in this lifestyle. In particular, my Uncle Dave and Aunt Ruth and my Aunt Mill and Uncle Ron, both of them had impact on me both directly and indirectly through some of the influences that they had on my parents. And so anyhow, it's always great to get together with them and uh, always enjoy seeing them. But here we are back on the homestead. And as I was saying, I think things are working well up in the raised beds, even though I have not been up there yet today. The grape trellising really does seem to have worked out well. I put up some T-posts, strung some, actually it's electric fencing wire is what I used. We'll see how long that holds up. But it does look really nice, and it is nice to have those grapevines up off the ground and then not have that temporary funky pieces of cattle panel that we're leaning over. It just looks a lot nicer, and I'm just asking myself, why didn't I do this a long time ago? Initially, my plan was to put up some wooden posts, and I just never got around to to digging the holes, but I do have a secret weapon in my back pocket now. And that is uh, a friend of mine is actually relocating down South and put up for sale this week. Some of the gear that they had available. And one of those things was a post hole digger. And so I actually bought that. It's a three point hitch attachment for my tractor. We'll see how well it does in my very rocky soil 
And the fact that I have a lack of depth of soil before I hit bedrock may mean that it's just a moot point that I have that, but it was a great deal. And so we will see how that works out. And so maybe I'll end up redoing the grape trellising and actually put the pressure treated posts in that I had planned on doing, or maybe I'll just leave it as is. Time will tell, but it certainly is good to have that up and it really does look much nicer. The gardens continue to do well, and hopefully the deer will leave things alone now that I have that fencing up, but we have continued to enjoy things from the garden. This week, we had some more radishes, although the radishes have passed. I pulled the remaining ones because they were starting to get a little woody. I need to replant there. We've been enjoying some lettuce from the garden. We've been enjoying snow peas. And also we've been enjoying English peas. I shucked a bunch of them last night. I should have blanched them last night. I waited till this morning to do that. Not exactly the best thing to do because really with peas, that sugar turns to starch fairly quickly. So I would have been better off to blanch them last night, but Bonnie and I took a little bit of time off the homestead yesterday evening to go do a little bit of kayaking. And so it is what it is. The peas didn't get blanched until this morning. And then I'll be vacuum sealing them and putting them in the freezer. Some other things that we've had going on here on the homestead this week, a friend of mine shared with me quite a bit of rhubarb from her place. And so I was able to make a batch of rhubarb jam, which is another favorite of mine. I I don't know. I've got a lot of favorite jams. (laughs) (laughs) I love making jams, but uh, I I made a batch of that. And then I made something that I've been wanting to make for a while. And that is something called Victorian barbecue sauce. And that's a rhubarb based sauce. Say that three times fast. Rhubarb based sauce. Almost a tongue twister there, but it has rhubarb and raisins and brown sugar and some chopped up onion And then I think it had some ginger and allspice. I'm probably forgetting some other things in there. And then you kind of cook it down. And then I use my immersion blender to really make it a nice puree. And I went ahead and canned that up. I I don't know if I'm a huge fan, to be honest with you. It's a little on the sweet side. And so I think when we go to use it, I'll cut it with a little bit of vinegar to add a little bit more tang, but it was a lot of fun to try it. We'll see as we use it, how much we like it. But that was one other thing that was put in the larder, so to speak, this week. Very excited about that. One last thing that I did want to share with you is that at the family reunion today, we did the annual taste off as far as strawberry jam goes. We started this two years ago. It was just my mom and I. And then last year, my cousin Bernice brought some. But this year, it was back just to my mom and I. Unfortunately, the last couple of years, my family has let me down. I don't know if they had a case of COVID taste buds, but they were not choosing my jam. And that was very, very concerning to me, considering that my jam is the Blue Ribbon Award-winning jam at the Washington County Fair. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun. It's all, it's all just, uh, it, it's a lot of fun. Uh, but my mom did beat me. And I think my cousin beat me last year. In fact, I'm 
if my memory serves me correct, last year, I did not get a single vote. Everybody voted for my mom or my cousin's jam last year. Well, the Lord does work in mysterious ways. It does seem that everyone's palate was cleansed, fixed, healed in the last uh, 12 months because this year I took home the honors. I beat my mom. And so the bragging rights are now here at 3B Farm and Homestead instead of at the Hummingbee Homestead. But a little bit of a caveat, and that is that it was a very close race. In fact, it was a split vote, and we had a couple of other people uh, called into action to taste, and things then at that point broke my way. But the funny thing is this. My mom and I both used the exact same recipe, and yet the tastes between the two were vastly different. There were distinct taste and texture differences between the two jams. And it was very, very interesting. And quite frankly, they both taste great. I mean, they really, really do. But it was so odd to me that we both use the same recipe. And yet the end products were quite a bit different. And I understand. I can I can see why some people like my mom's better than mine. And I certainly understand why people like mine the better. Uh, no, but it was just a lot of fun. And, uh, and so we'll see how things go at the Washington County fair here in beautiful upstate New York. Uh, my mom and I always have a lot of fun kind of going back and forth with regards to canning, seeing who is going to be victorious in this year's fair. And my dad and I go head to head in the vegetable section, the lady that runs that section of the fair is actually a friend of mine. We go to the same church. And a couple of years ago, she said to me, Brian, you don't know how much it warms my heart to see the friendly competition between the Wellses. And so it is, it's a lot of fun every year. People always look forward to seeing my mom and I very friendly trash talk each other on Facebook. And so we'll continue that up. And I will be posting tonight the fact that I took home the honors in the Case Family Reunion taste off this year. <laughs> oh, all right, folks. I hope you enjoyed that. It is, it is it's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, it, it, it is all in good fun. And so if you, if you think that I'm being uh, a braggadocious little punk, uh, please don't take it the wrong way. My mom and I have so much fun just trash talking each other and uh, just uh, having a little friendly competition there. And this year, thankfully, um, the miraculous healing of the taste buds of my family took place. <laughs> All right. With that said, let's jump on over to this week's main topic and big announcement. So folks, I am so, so excited to finally announce that we are going to be holding the first annual Homesteaders of New England Fall Gathering here in the Great Northeast. Now, if you don't live in the Great Northeast, please do not shut this episode off. This is not just an episode about that event. 
a large part of it is about that event. But I also want to talk to you about what you might be able to do in your area if there isn't already an event available. But here in the great Northeast, Jack Polner and I, Jack Polner has been on this show many, many times. He's a friend of this program, and he has a very successful YouTube channel, The Mindful Homestead. If you have not checked that out, certainly do so. He and I are very excited to co-host the New England Fall Gathering 2022 of the Homesteaders of New England. This is going to be taking place on September 10th and 11th at Oak Park in Greenfield, New Hampshire. Tickets for the event are $25 for the entire weekend. For anybody that's 13 years of age and older, and if you are younger than 13 years of age, then you get in free with, of course, an adult. We don't want 13-year-olds there by themselves, but with the purchase of an adult ticket, anybody under the age of 13 is going to have free access to the weekend And I am so excited about this. Now, one thing I do want to say, we've had several people ask, well, can I come for one day or the other? And that certainly will be acceptable, but we're not doing one day ticket sales. It's just way too complicated for a first time event. And we really feel very strongly that $25 for a weekend is really a steal of a deal. In fact, Jack and I were talking about how Right now, in order to go to the movies, it costs you almost 30 bucks if you buy a ticket and a thing of popcorn. So $25 for the full weekend, we feel is a steal of a deal, but $25 even for a single day is also a steal of a deal. So if you can only come for one day, certainly do so. We'll be glad to have you, but the ticket price is a ticket price just because this is the first time Jack and I have ever run an event of this magnitude. So we're really trying to keep things as simple as possible. But what can you expect at this event? Well, we are really trying to make this very homesteader-centric, but New England homesteader-centric. Not to cast any shade on Homesteaders of America or any other homesteading get-together. They're great programs or the Mother Earth News Fairs, also great events. But one of the things that Jack and I both felt very strongly about is we needed something that was focused on the things that we experience here in the Northeast. And homesteading in the Northeast is vastly different than homesteading in the South or the Midwest or the West. Every area has its own unique challenges. And every area also has its own unique cultural identities. And so we really wanted to put together an event that spoke to those things. Gardening in New England is much different than gardening in Georgia. Raising animals in New England can be vastly different than raising animals in Virginia. And so we really wanted to focus on dealing with some of those topics. In fact, the person that we hope to have speak about keeping bees in the Northeast, when I was chatting with him, 
he was sharing with me some of the struggles that he had initially when he got into beekeeping. And that is he would go looking for information about how to handle a particular problem here in the Northeast. And the vast majority of the information was focused on how you would handle that, let's say in Florida. And then people would say, we'll do this. And, And if that doesn't work, move the bees to another orange grove. And if that doesn't work, well, forget the bees and pick oranges. Okay, that's not helpful to us in the Northeast. And so Jack and I felt very, very strongly that we wanted to have not only topics that were focused on what we face here in the Northeast, but also that our speakers were by and large based in the Northeast. Now, we don't have the full list of speakers put together. We're still working on that. But our goal is to have this be a New England homesteaders event for New Englanders by New Englanders. And again, this is not anything against any of the other speakers that you might hear at a Homesteaders of America conference or a Mother Earth News Fair conference, not casting shade at them at all. But just if I may use some examples, what Justin Rhodes does in North Carolina doesn't always translate to what we face here in the Northeast. And so we wanted to make sure that the people that we had speaking were able to speak from our perspective. And I think it's going to be a really, really great event. The other thing to it as well is we wanted to make sure that it was centralized enough whereby people from all over New England could very easily get to this location. And really Greenfield, New Hampshire is central New Hampshire, and it should make it very easy for people from Connecticut to come up, people from Massachusetts to come up, people from Maine to come down, uh, people from New York, even though New York isn't technically New England, but we're still sliding New York into that slot for people from New York to come on over. And certainly we're not excluding people from outside of New England, but we want you to understand that this is going to be very much focused on homesteading in New England. And so while there should be takeaways for everybody, no matter where you live, we really feel like the greater value will be for people from New England. And so we really invite all of you to come to this event, September 10th and 11th at Oak Park in Greenfield, New Hampshire. Now, right across the road from Oak Park, there is a state campsite. So if you want to come for the weekend, you can come and camp, but you're certainly going to want to make sure you get your reservations as soon as possible. The number of tickets that we have available for sale is limited, and certainly the number of campsites that are available at that state campground are also limited. So you're not going to want to wait. If you are interested at all in this, make sure you get your tickets purchased, and then also make sure you have your accommodations booked. But I am so, so, so excited about this. This has been something that I have wanted to do for a number of years. And Jack and I really got to talking in earnest about this when I got together with him for that charcuterie class back in the fall of last year. And you may remember back in November, I believe it was November of 2021, 
trying to remember what the episode was. I think it was episode 110. I did a an entire episode on our regional homesteading conferences needed. And so this is where I want to speak to those of you who maybe aren't in the New England area, but maybe you aren't being served by the Homesteaders of America conference or the Mother Earth News Fair conferences or any other conference that that takes place. I know Doug and Stacy do one. They did one recently out in, I believe it was Oklahoma. But if you are in an area where there isn't something like this, then find some other like-minded people and put it together and make it happen. Not too long ago, Nicole Sauce over at Living Free in Tennessee hosted a workshop on her homestead. And there were some friends of mine that drove in. I can't remember exactly how far it was, but I'm wanting to say it was like 13 or 18 hours one way to get there. We were discussing the event and I had mentioned to them that we didn't really have anything here in the Northeast. And they said, well, well, you have Homesteaders of America. That's not that far away. And on one hand, For me, Homesteaders of America is only, and I use huge air quotes here, a nine-hour one-way drive to get to Front Royal, Virginia. I think it's nine hours, something like that. But when you stop and you think about that, if I go to Homesteaders of America, I've got to drive the nine hours and I'm there for a couple of days. I've got to drive home from there. And so you start to see that The number of days that it takes, the amount of commitment that it takes, the amount of money, and especially right now with gas prices being what they are, that it takes to get to something like that is certainly substantial. And if you work a full-time job off Homestead, like I do, that makes it very, very difficult to make something like that happen. Whereas if you have an event that's localized, like we're doing with this Homesteaders of New England Fall Gathering 2022, that will be taking place September 10th and 11th in Greenfield, New Hampshire. It's a three-hour drive for me. Something that's very doable on a Friday evening so that I could be there Saturday, Sunday, and drive home Sunday evening. And I'm able to get together with like-minded people in my area who are facing the same challenges that I am facing. And so I say all of that, again, to challenge you. If you don't have something going on in your area, don't wait for somebody else to do it. Make it happen. Work with other people to put it together and make it happen. It doesn't have to be anything huge and formal. In fact, I believe it was, was it the Pratt family? I don't remember. Somebody was doing a, I think they called it the Hoot Nanny in Michigan, where a bunch of homesteaders got together at a state park over a weekend. Maybe that works. Maybe you get 10 or 12 other homesteaders together and you guys just come together and camp one weekend at a state park. I I don't know what it's going to look like for you to gather people together, like-minded people together, but I feel very strongly that it is important that it is doable. At least I hope it's doable. We're very excited to be putting this event on. And so if New England is too far for you to go and Homesteaders of America is too far for you to go and Mother Earth News Fairs are too far for you to go, 
and you're interested in something like this, then see what you can do to work with other people in your area to make it happen. I'm excited about this. Jack is very excited about this. And so September 10th and 11th, 2022, Oak Park, Greenfield, New Hampshire. And we're, again, trying to focus on Northeast New England type issues. There'll be other things as well that's more generalized. But we're really trying to focus on Northeast-based speakers, product demos from some of your favorite brands, all with a focus on farming and homesteading where we live here in the beautiful Northeast. I'm so excited about this. And so if you want more information, head on over to mindfulhomestead.com slash hone2022. That's H-O-N-E 2022. Again, mindfulhomestead.com slash hone2022 for more information. And there's also links there for you to be able to buy tickets. Now, if you are somebody who is a vendor, whether you sell soaps, you have some kind of a homesteading-based business, or you're a huge vendor that uh, sells whatever homesteading-related, we are certainly looking for vendors to do product giveaways, product demos, and also to set up and to be able to sell your wares. And so there's also information on mindfulhomestead.com slash home2022 for you as well. If you are interested in becoming a vendor where you can click on a link and uh, let us know that. And I hope to see all of my listeners from the great Northeast at this event. I am so excited about it. So September 10th and 11th, 2022, Oak Park, Greenfield, New Hampshire. It's going to be awesome. All right. That's it for this episode, folks. I am releasing this on July 4th. So to those of you who are from the United States of America, happy Independence Day. Enjoy it. Celebrate it. And let's work together to make our world a freer place so that we can see liberty in our lifetime and achieve liberty for our children and our grandchildren. Until next time, everybody, keep up the good work and we'll see you next week.